This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, February 18, 2008. I'm Caleb Brown. The Protect America Act has expired. I asked Cato Institute adjunct scholar Tim Lee just how different is intelligence gathering now versus last week. Not very much. Um, the Last August, Congress passed legislation called the Protect America Act, which gave the president the power to um, authorize um, certain kinds of um, surveillance activities without going to a court first. And um, that legislation expired over the weekend. Um, but one of the provisions of the law was that any existing authorizations continue from a year from the point where um, the authorization began. So if there was a particular terrorist cell that the president or the um, had, had already authorized to be eavesdropped on, um, the authorization to to spy on them would continue to be in effect at least until August. And so there's there's no reason to think that um, that the expiration of the Protect America Act had any particular um, negative effect on the, the administration's ability to spy on people. The the other thing is that the um, well the Protect America Act expired. Um, FISA, which is the the law that has governed surveillance for the last 30 years did not expire. And how, has, how, how has the media handled that? Um, it's, it's been a mixed bag. It's, it's gotten better, I think, over the week as journalists have gotten a you know, better handle on what the debate is a lot about. But there have been a number of, of stories I've seen where they claim that, that FISA itself has expired and that sort of suggested that the NSA or the CIA would have no ability at all to surveil terrorists or that um, I've seen other people claim that, that um, all surveillance everywhere in the world would suddenly come under the, the um, heading of the, the FISA court. And that's just not true. And I think, I think part of the problem is that journalists don't, um, haven't looked at the details of this legislation, and there, it is kind of complicated. There's a bunch of different pieces of legislation floating around. And so I think they've been a little bit confused, but they've tended to overstate, I think, the, the impact of the expiration. Okay, the Protect America Act expired. How does that change how... President Bush and others get their intelligence. Well, the the only the only thing that will really be different is if if they find a new terrorist cell or a new suspect that they want to spy on, they'll have to go back to the process that applied before last summer, where they have to go to a court and say we think this person's a terrorist. They're communicating with somebody in the United States. We would like permission to to spy on them. And there's you know there's some some paperwork burden there. They have to um, demonstrate that that you know they have to show some evidence that they think this person. Um, is, is involved in some sort of terrorist or um, espionage activities, but it's not the sort of thing, um, you know, it's, it's not something that's going to s- prevent any surveillance, especially since it allows the president in emergency cases to begin the surveillance first and then within 72 hours go back and, and get a warrant. So um, I, I don't think it'll have any significant effect on our ability to collect intelligence. So if surveillance that has already been initiated does not expire until... August. What is President Bush's rush? Well, I mean, I I think there's probably a little bit of politics going on. I mean, he's very anxious to get um, this retroactive immunity for um, the telecommunications companies that participated in this in these programs without doing what the law said they were supposed to do, which is um, they're supposed to say if you want to get this information, you need to get a warrant from the FISA court. Um, the telecommunications companies at the president's request didn't do that. They said, we'll just give it to you without court authorization. And I think the president is very anxious to make sure they don't face any liability for that, partly, I think, because, um, you know, it would be fairly embarrassing for the president if, in the course of these lawsuits, we got more information about, you know, the, the illegal activities that may have occurred. 
Um, and so I think the president was hoping to use this this sort of panic reaction that you know that the, the terrorists are going to get us if we don't pass something this week um, to get Congress to pass something very quickly. And um, I I don't think that you know that that didn't work fortunately. Um, and I'm I'm not sure that there there is any particular reason to think that there was was or is you know an emergency to get something passed in the next few days. But he basically was willing to scrap the whole thing over the issue of retroactive immunity for these telecoms. That's right. And the, the really interesting thing is um, last Wednesday, the House tried to pass uh, a 21-day extension of the Protect America Act. They said, okay, we, um, you know, we're not going to have time to fully consider the, the legislation, the permanent legislation, so we'll just extend the powers we gave last summer for, th- for another three weeks. And um, the president and the Republican in Congress blocked that. They were not willing to give Congress more time to debate and make sure they really had um, good legislation that had been fully fully uh, worked through. Um, they they insisted that 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 the House you know do an up or down vote in in you know the end of last week. And the House, after they they were unable to um, pass a temporary extension, they just allowed the law to lapse. And I think if if the president were really concerned, if he really felt that he needed this this uh, these powers to engage in surveillance, he obviously would have allowed that 21-day extension to go through, um, because that would have at least allowed the, the surveillance to continue until the permanent legislation was enacted. The fact that he was willing to play this, this sort of game of chicken of either you pass exactly what I want or nothing suggests to me that he really wasn't as concerned as he, he wanted us to think. Tim Lee is an adjunct scholar at the Cato Institute. This is the Cato Daily Podcast. Read more on federal intelligence gathering and the Constitution at Cato.org.